We've got our digital citizenship capability review tool. Yeah, I've heard a lot of this. Yes, it's um, fantastic. So look, um, we go in and do sessions with schools, or it is online yes. as well. It can be um, accessed there. And we help primarily if we can work with the lead staff in schools in a session looking at that whole school approach. You're listening to a core education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibility. Kia up, my name's Anadu Whites, and I'm a facilitator at Core Education, and I'm joined by Angie Webster, who is the Education Advisor at NetSafe. Kia ora, Angie, really looking forward to this discussion we're having about your role um, within uh, NetSafe, and perhaps we'll start right there, so tell us about NetSafe and your role there. Thanks, Anada. It's um, fantastic to be here. Um, great. Well, look, yes, I've been an education advisor for almost eight months now with NetSafe, mm-hmm. so very new to a role, but then again, <laughs> the role itself is really new. Um, look, NetSafe's been around since 1998, sure. um, with a team primarily, primarily around six staff, mm-hmm. um, but last year, once NetSafe was made the age or appointed the agency um, in all things to do with the Harmful Digital uh, okay. Communications Act, of course. Um, the team grew pretty much overnight from, from around about six to about 26, 28 staff. Wow. So um, it, was, it was a very, very quick um, setup, and mm-hmm. uh, we have a, a team in Auckland and a team in Wellington, um, and are serving you know all New Zealanders sure. in all sorts of ways. Wonderful. So think about NetSafe and the, that role, and have you just talked about? How can you? How can NetSafe support schools and I guess organisations uh, as well? Well, we've got a dedicated education team and uh, we're, we're there for all schools across New Zealand um, and sort of supports and services that we can offer. It's interesting the uh, sorts of ways that we might first mm. uh, engage with schools is that perhaps they've encountered an incident, online incident, um, and they're wanting another set of eyes, they're yes. wanting advice. Um, they may have heard about the Harmful Digital Communication Act and mm-hmm. wonder if um, the harm that's, you know, uh, occurring um, might be something that, you know, they would get that advice from our team in Auckland and the call centre and, and work through processes around that. Okay. Um, and then so we as the education team sometimes will come in on that um, and talk to, to the schools or the contact about not only that situation but also some of the proactive work exactly. down the track that we can do. Yeah, it's great for schools to know that they've got that support, that ex- external support when uh, those opportunities uh, pop up as well. What kind of resources do you have to use with uh, schools? All right, well, we have um, we have fantastic resources on our website mm-hmm. um, and under that we have specific ones for parents, young people and educators mm-hmm. um, and we're going through an update process across the year to make sure that what we're putting out there is meeting the um, needs mm. of, of schools um, and of course that space is changing around the world, new resources are being made. We ourselves have developed a couple of fantastic resources that uh, we're finding in our uh, face-to-face sessions in schools are just flying. Um, so you would like me to tell you a little bit more about that? Mm-hmm. We've got our digital citizenship capability review tool. Yeah, I've heard a lot of this. Yes, it's um, fantastic. So look, um, we go in and do sessions with schools, or it is online yes. as well. It can be um, accessed there. And we help primarily if we can work with the lead staff in schools in a session looking at that whole school approach um, and focusing in on um, seven key areas of the school and what uh, you know digital citizenship and online safety and well-being looks like across right. those. So it's a strategic session um, and we use that tool and so it helps schools to to first of all understand mm-hmm. across key areas, um, then help identify what might be prior, priority right. areas for them mm-hmm. um, and then what next steps could look like. Exactly. 
So it's a powerful tool in that regard. Um, but anyone, you know, in schools can look at that and see how it might apply. Um, yeah, and so we also work with um, sessions with staff and we look at one of the key areas, the curriculum. Mm -hmm. And um, we, we unpack digital citizenship and online safety and uh, what effective practice and curriculum could look like. We link directly to um, schools that are working with um, our um, New Zealand curriculum sure. with key competencies. It's an absolutely authentic yes, pathway. Exactly. And um, teachers know the key competencies. It's they're familiar with it. So when we when we marry that and dovetail mm -hmm. digital citizenship online safety with that, um, you know, it, it becomes something that's doable. Yes. It's not sort of um, something that's overwhelming for yep. staff. I like it. Okay. Now, building on that, those stories, well, I guess you touched on a few bits and pieces there. I wonder if you have a uh, case study or a story that you could uh, share with us, with uh, you or NetSafe, um, working alongside a school or an organisation to support them. Sure. Well, look, um, as I said earlier, sometimes, you know, uh, our engagement with schools will come out of incidents. Mm -hmm. um, and so some of our sessions that we'll go into a school then and work with, um, that school have come out of, you know, them encountering something that's been, been pretty pretty complex and challenging. Um, just in terms of talking about tools as we were before, we sure. uh, have a tool that we developed, and it's a guide, and it helps schools to look at um, responding to online incidences uh. involving students. And we might go in and work in a session with staff around that and unpack the Harmful Digital Communications mm. Act. Um, and I know that, uh, particularly in secondary schools, they're very interested in uh, what the Act, um, you know, what's its implications for schools, what are the opportunities to use this in schools. Useful. So I've been in yeah, quite a few high schools um, already to date, and um, staff have looked at that and um, seen how they might even use um, the 10 principles mm. which underpin that Act um, as, you know, proactive tools for the students, empowering them to understand their uh, rights and responsibilities. Um, yeah, so uh, just a variety of ways we've worked. So I've worked in schools in Christchurch, Wellington. Um, one of the things that's been really exciting is working with wellbeing networks. Okay. Um, so in a session like that, we might have 40-plus um, attendees, and there, there may well be um, you know, guidance counsellors, uh, senior management staff, pastoral staff, the police, um, and other agencies there, mm. and working in a um, you know whole school approach type session around key areas, and then also looking at the responding to incidences and the act. Um, we've found that um, those sessions are really flying and supporting schools. Out of that, other work might roll in where we might go in and then work with specifically yeah. a whole school through other sessions. Yeah, there's plenty of scope that uh, you and NetSafe do to uh, support schools and organisations. And I guess just to conclude uh, this podcast, uh, and you're just an invitation just to share perhaps uh, a, a tip, an idea uh, for schools, organisations um, and the work they're doing, especially uh, thinking in schools with the new digital technologies curriculum uh, as well, just to conclude. Right, well that's really interesting because we know where uh, you know, digital technology is in learning and teaching, mm. whether that's explicitly around computational sure. thinking or whatever's coming in our new, new strand, um, there is that responsibility to also um, to, to gear up to teach in both planned, um, deliberate sessions and teachable moments, the social and the safe side. Yes. So and if we think about the social and the safe side for young people, and they're not born with these sort of sets of skills to necessarily you know, manage the complexities in online spaces. 
Um, so they do need opportunity to learn the skills, the values and attitudes, um, and knowledge of the online environment. Mm -hmm. um, but at the heart of this, we must always put our students um, in the centre and think about how we can involve them in you know, student-led initiatives, yeah. um, put them in the decision-making, exactly. um, you know, ask them you know, what's on top for them, mm. find out what challenges uh, issues they're facing, what their interests are, so that we can work out of that really informed space and also put them into that empowered space. Exactly, and I really like that point to finish on about that empowered space and coming back to the purpose or the why and involving everyone around the organisation and in terms of schools, back to the learner, uh, the community whānau involved with it as well. Absolutely, that's right. It is. It's when I say a whole school approach, it is absolutely that with seven key areas. We've got our Fano, our um, community. Mm -hmm. We've got our board of trustees. We've got our leaders, students themselves. Um, you know, our inquiry process, our curriculum, um, and and teachers and their confidence. Exactly. Hey, Angie, appreciate your time. Kia ora. You're welcome. Thank you. You've been listening to a core education podcast pushing the boundaries of educational possibility.